Marvelous. Exactly the blend of elegance and boldness I've been looking for. Anthony, hire her immediately. Hello and welcome to the Gemcast. This is Alex Knight and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In episode 27, The Talent Search, part one, problems affect Gem and the Holograms when Shayna leaves to pursue a career as fashion designer for actress Liz Stratton. The Holograms decide to host a talent search to find a new drummer. News of this spreads like fire, which also catches the attention of the misfits. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. So we have a two-parter this week, uh, and uh, thankfully this was written by Christy Marks, which is always uh, a welcome writer to to the show. Season two! And season two! What a milestone! Yes. Definitely a milestone for us. Can't believe we've done 27 of these things. Well, episode 27, we open with Shayna presenting a dress which she designed and made for one of the Starlight Girls. She actually seems pretty happy about it. She shouldn't. That dress is ugly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was the 80s, right? Shayna almost forgets to go to the Gem and the Holograms practice session and ends up uh, leaving. The holograms get together to practice a new song, but when Shayna asks for someone else to take over the drums because she wants to play the guitar, nobody else is up to the task. Anthony Julian <laughs> barges in before the band gets a chance to get started. Right, like, no, we can't, we can't go to Anthony bursting in yet because we got to talk about how ham-handed this is. We have never had any indication that any of the holograms are multi-instrumental. Well, no, Kimber plays the guitar. Um, but, but yeah, it's just random. Shayna's like, somebody else do drums. I just want to do guitar today. And you're like, what? When do you even guitar, Shayna? I don't understand. Yeah, it's very odd. It's really weird. But it's just like a way to like introduce the fact that like this is not going to last long, this whole Shayna being away thing. But I just, I'm like, guys, stop it. Anthony has some exciting news for Shayna. He wants her to put on her best dress because actress Liz Stratton is looking for a new fashion designer and wants to see her designs right away. Shayna doesn't feel confident enough about her abilities, but the rest of the holograms encourage her to go anyway. Jerrica, Kimber, and Aja discuss what they're going to do about the holograms' upcoming tour. If Shayna accepts Liz Stratton's job offer, they'll need to find a new drummer. This sounds like a troublesome scenario. It does. And also, I'm just like, what? And Anthony Julian seems like he's a very supportive boyfriend. But Anthony Julian doesn't ask enough questions or make enough considerations before he bursts in. I mean, we've already seen his bad judgment when he got them involved with that dude, the the uh, Fitzgerald, whoever, Beck. The avant-garde mm-hmm. dude, that was all Anthony's idea. I will point that out. Anthony is a little bit shady here. But then he just burst in. He's like, come on, let's go. You should go design for this lady. Shayna has a job, guys. She has a job. Yeah, a but drummer. I mean, I, I think he realizes and the rest of the band realizes just how much she loves the whole fashion design sort of aspect of her life, right? Well, yes, but it, this 
episode goes on to prove that it communication is very important because <laughs> yeah, that's never not once does anybody actually say to Shayna, what are what you, you like? Yeah. Right. What, what right. is your passion, Shayna? Is your passion sure. fashion design or is your passion being in this band? That and was I actually think- my question, actually. We, we should maybe get to that a little bit later. But yeah, that was uh, that is definitely something that I thought about. And I, I wasn't you know what? When when this episode ended and I realized it's a two parter, but I wasn't entirely clear on Shayna's motivations for her, like her own career, like which one is more important to her? Like she seems to be very passionate about both of them. But I mean, she clearly can't do both. Yeah. I mean, or, or she could, if she could just be satisfied with being the designer for Gem and the Holograms, which she seemed to be up until this point. The other thing that Anthony so conveniently skips over is he's like, this right and fired her other designer, so I'm gonna bring you over. Well, why did she fire that other designer? Mm. Why why are designers being fired left and right, Anthony? Anthony puts her in a bad situation. Yeah. Yep. And I think I wanna talk about the communication thing later too, because that's that's a theme throughout this whole show. It really is. At Liz Stratton's home, Shayna's designs are met with a positive response. With a six-month-long shoot, uh, sorry, with a six-month-long shooting schedule in three different countries, is Shayna up to the task? Uh, I guess we yes. shall see. <laughs> I mean, she she could totally be up to the task. What's what's more of a problem is that this Liz Stratton woman is the worst. Yep. Marvelous. Exactly the blend of elegance and boldness I've been looking for. Anthony, <laughs> hire her immediately. <laughs> but she says, she says, you, you, Gemin the what? You want to play Gemin the what? Little yeah. band? Or do you want to be an internationally famous designer? Uh, oddly, though, Liz Stratton is the only person in this entire episode who asked Shada that question. Nobody else That's asked That's a good her. point. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. But it's like, hey, you're part of this super popular rock band. You know, that's 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 ridiculous. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. And and now we know, I mean, maybe the other designer didn't quit. Maybe she just quietly leapt out of a window to get away from Liz Stratton. That woman is horrible. Yeah, there's a bit of foreshadowing, but we'll we'll see. Shayna seems torn between her loyalty and obligations to Gem and the Holograms and pursuing her passion of becoming a successful fashion designer. Liz stipulates that if she accepts the job, she will have to forgo drumming duties for the Holograms. This is clearly a big decision to make, and Shayna is only given until later that night to accept the job or not. On the way home, Shayna contemplates her choices, and Anthony shows his support by saying that whatever decision she makes, just make sure it's what she really wants. And I think that's going back to what you were saying, Tempest, about Anthony being a very supportive boyfriend. 
I mean, he he seems that way. Like they they seem to have been writing him to be that way, but they also ignore the fact that Anthony literally got her into this. He, he must have known that Liz Stratton would want a six month commitment and that she would have to be there, back there at six o'clock at night. And unless he and Shayna don't have conversations after sex, he also must have known that Shayna was about to go on tour. So I just I don't understand Anthony like not understanding that he doesn't explain any of this to Shana. He's just like, come on, get your stuff. We got to go. So yeah, he's supportive, but like, well, you know, I'm sure one could argue that, well, you know, they only have 21 or 22 minutes for this episode, but I, I feel like, you know, in, in a, a similar amount of dialogue, they, they could have very quickly just maybe rephrase some, the way that he actually approached the situation. You know, like, yeah. obviously, he's excited for oh. her because, like, this is such an awesome opportunity for her. Obviously, you know, a chance in a lifetime to do this thing, but maybe he could have said it somewhat differently. Yeah, like, all he had to do was say, hey, here's, here's, here's the thing. She fired her designer. She needs a new one. Is this something you would like to do? Like, that's all. Instead yeah. of ordering her around and I don't know, like, yeah, I think it, forcing is too strong a word, but I don't know. It was it was weird. Well, it's because Shayna has very little self-confidence uh, for whatever reason. She has like this major imposter syndrome attack, like, oh, like my designs are good enough for Liz Stratton. And we've, we've seen this before whenever it comes to like her fashion designs, like her imposter syndrome self, which is all very real. But sure. knowing especially of about, artists, any kind of artist. Right. But knowing that about her. Does Anthony, I, I, I kind of feel like the way that Anthony just bogarts it and he's like, come on, we're doing this stuff is kind of because he wants to just get around that because you know we see the same thing with the holograms where they're just like no be positive go 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 nobody ever stops asking anything they just assume that they need to tell her to go out and do stuff because otherwise she won't and the lesson here is kids don't have imposter syndrome easier said than done sometimes unfortunately when Shayna arrives jerica kimber and aja greet her and congratulate her on a job well done but Shayna isn't quick to abandon the holograms when she asks what they'll do about her absence, her bandmates seem unusually excited to replace her and mention they'll conduct a talent search. Shayna takes this badly and assumes the rest of the holograms want her out of the band, so she runs upstairs, crying. Later that evening, Julian arrives at 6pm to pick Shayna up. On the way out, Shayna takes one last look at her bandmates and gives them an opportunity to say that they want her to stay. Jerrica reassures her that they'll conduct a talent search and pushes Shayna out of the door. Shayna is upset and confides in Anthony on the way to Liz Stratton's place. It's like the holograms couldn't get rid of her fast enough. What's strange is that when Shayna first heard the news about the talent search, she was crying and run upstairs then suddenly there's a gap of time that's lost and it seems clear that none of her friends tried to console her and explain they just want to be supportive of her endeavors how could jerica be so tone deaf as to just send shana away when clearly she was upset like i don't know i feel like not everybody communicates super well all of the time 
but in the show, they don't communicate well any of the time. And it's just like... I was actually going to ask, true. do you think this is the way the writers are maybe trying to... Are, are they trying to send a message to the viewers that, look, kids, this is what happens when you don't communicate to your friends and family properly? Do you think there's any um, kind of lesson there? Or do you think this is just no, unintentional? I don't, I don't think it's intentional for like that kind of reason. I think that it's an easy plot device. Sure. It's an easy way to con- to create conflict in an episode. It's, and... Yeah, it's a very simplified. Right. I mean, it's a very simplified way of doing it because I guess the excuse is the excuse is this is a kid show, so we have to we we kind of have to explain these things very 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 simply. Well, and I don't I even know. I don't even know that it's that as much as like. You know, I don't know what their writing window was like tonight. Justin said, um, I think they were given 22 minutes to write the script. Like they had one minute, you know, and it's, it's just easy, you know, because I know that, that for, for script writing, sometimes you have, you have a very quick turnaround, you know, sometimes like 24 hours. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, if you know, <laughs> but you know, like I, sometimes it's a really quick turnaround. So, so, you know, it, it's hard to come up with, an interesting complex plot device that you can resolve so quickly. Yeah, it, it I would agree with that. I think that even if they they didn't only have 24 hours for the script, it does really read and feel like well, we needed uh Shana to get out of the house so that we could have a talent search. Uh but but then um later on she's going to come back. So, woo. Uh <laughs> yeah, so it 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 very much feels like the hand of the writer being like this is what needs to happen. We have to get Shana out so that we can get a new drummer so that we can add a new hologram and a new misfit. How are we going to do that? Uh Shana gets an opportunity and ha- they have a fight and she doesn't come back until it's appropriate for the for the plot for her to do so. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. I feel like the, they, within the confines or the restrictions of the length of this episode, I really do feel like they could have done all that and accomplished that with a with a, a plot that really made more sense, that seemed at least more realistic. I yeah, like. I, I really, I really think they could have. They could have had a very quick, like, uh, you know, fifteen to thirty second scene where you know after Sheena is crying and runs upstairs that they go up there and explain very quickly. It's like, look, no, we're just trying to support you. We know that this is like a you know kind of a a pastime that you really love and you obviously want to do it. And if there is an opportunity for you to do it, um, you should go ahead and do it. And obviously, we need to you know, fill the role with another, with another drummer, but that doesn't mean you're out of the band. And, and then they could have, they could have ended the show with, with, um, well, we're getting a little bit, maybe I should just add this at the end like, of no, some additional okay. thoughts, but, but yeah. I mean, obviously everyone knows that Ray is a new band member, right? This is, this is just something that's spoilers. spoilers. Tempest didn't know. I'm <laughs> sure everyone's <laughs> seen this series multiple times. Well, and I think they could have they could have even made it simpler and it could have been like, hey, um, I, I'd i really like to, you know, play the guitar sometimes. Maybe we should look for a drummer who can who can fill in for me. And it could have been like they they do they do the search so they get the publicity or maybe she mentors one of the Starlight Girls and we we get to see a positive interaction between 
you know, like one of the adults and one of the children or like there are a lot of ways they could have introduced. Exactly. Well, that's that's the thing that that frustrates me with this episode is because they've already set this up. They they actually gave a very good reason for this at the beginning when Shane is like, hey, you know, I miss playing guitar and I'm good at playing guitar. I'd love it if somebody could take over the drums like they could have just supported her and made it clear that, you know, go do this fashion thing. We'll hire like a temp drummer. And then by the end of the episode, it could have been like, well, hey, we know like earlier you wanted, you've been wanting to play guitar for a while. Why don't we just, uh, have you do that and we'll just offer Rhea like a permanent role in the band? Oh, you know, what could have worked even better is if they had added a bass so that all the bass lines and the music have a reason for being there. (laughs) Sure. Oh no, now you're just being ridiculous. <laughs> no way. Yeah, there I think we're agreed. There are better ways they could have solved this. A bassist would have been amazing. That would have been so cool. Well, we cut to Starlight Mansion. Jerrica, Kimber, and Aja are feeling sad about having to come down hard on Shayna, but they admit it's because they just want what's best for her. They don't believe Shayna would have left because of her extreme loyalty to the band, even if it means not pursuing her dream. Nice job, guys. You could have said that earlier to her. You remember when she was crying and she ran upstairs and you just did nothing? You went to, I don't know, go play Nintendo? Right, and once again, still still haven't actually asked Sheena if this is what she wanted. Still have not asked that question. Yep. The talent search begins when the holograms start promoting the fact that they're looking for a new drummer. Radio stations, TV shows, and record stores are all aware of the talent search, and the Misfits are furious about their free publicity when they get word. Pizzazz is seen having a tantrum yet again, which is just a thing that she does, but Eric Raymond has a plan (laughs) to help the Misfits get back on top. A new Misfit. At first... This is this is so awesome. I just my heart is beating right now. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. heart is beating with love. At first, Pizzazz and Roxy reject the idea that they need a new member to horn in on their act. But Stormer thinks it's a great idea. Stormer is confident that a fourth member would add a fuller sound and make their music more complex. I love that. I love that so much. It's one of my favorite things about Stormer. I, that she's the one. Yes. <laughs> she's the one. She's like, a fuller sound, more complexity. I'm like, I love you. Yeah. She's the logical one, clearly. Eric preys on Roxy's ego and states that she's probably worried because they'll find someone better than her. She didn't take that very well. No one's better than me, Buster. I, I think it's really amazing. This is, I mean, we've seen, um, what's her name? Stand up to Pizzazz. Stormer. Uh, Stormer. Stormer. I am exhausted. I'm so sorry. So I think it's so cool because, um, you know, we've kind of seen Stormer stand up to Pizzazz before, but I think this is the first time where she really, really is like, hey, you know, this is something I feel strongly about. And she actually, like, puts her foot down. Yeah, I agree. Because she is quite the shy one, typically. Oh, the femme slash. The femme slash that explains why why Stormer is, sometimes just can't get a word in edgewise. It's amazing. The Misfits are exhausted after being to over 10 clubs and having no success at finding a new member. But they've struck gold when they walk past another venue with a band poster reading the Tinkerbillies. Now, I could have sworn Stormer said the Tinkerbellies. Did any of you catch that? Yeah, I thought she said Tinkerbellies as well. It sounded like that. I wrote it as Tinkerbillies because that's actually what was written on the poster. So one of those was a mistake. An incredible saxophone is heard from outside, so the Misfits decide to check it out. 
Inside, we get to meet Jeddah, who will be the new addition to the Misfits. Not only does Jeddah have talent, but she seems to have just the right amount of attitude that is a perfect match for the Misfits. And we cut to a mis- bleh, we cut to a Misfits music video called "I Like Your Style." I really loved it. It's a great I love song. This song so much. It's so yeah. good, so good. That saxophone yes. really does add a layer of complexity and just awesomeness. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love so you know as someone who doesn't really remember the show. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to having someone who's maybe going to stand up, stand up to pizzazz, like really stand up to her. I mean, we see, you know, Eric, and yeah, we, you know, we, we see Eric kind of try, but he doesn't actually um, stick with anything he says, really. And so, I, I'm I'm excited to see somebody who, um, who might be pizzazz's match in one way or another. It, it does yeah. sometimes turn out that way. Sometimes it, it feels a lot like Jetta is fighting with Roxy for, like, beta female. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, that's... You know, nobody's worried about what totally. Scarlett's doing. But, but You're Roxy, totally more beta than I am. But, but Roxy and Jetta often, you know, knock heads for that for that second second awesome girl position, which, which makes... Um, yeah. Once again, the fem slash, the fem slash around this, around like the addition of Jedha and how it messes up the sexual dynamics of the group is so amazing. I just, I encourage everybody to, to go out and find it. Um, but I do want to say one thing, uh, drop in one bit of a nugget of knowledge about Jedha that I once again learned from, um, I can't remember if it was from listening to the audio commentary on the DVDs or if it was something that I read uh, Christy Marks say, like on one of the gym mailing lists I used to belong to back in the day. But she talked about how when when they were talk when Hasbro first came to her and they said, we want to add new dolls to the line. We're going to add a new um, hologram and a new misfit. And she was like, oh, this is so great. And she's like, can the new misfit be black? And they were like, what? No, the misfits are the bad guys. <gasps> we can't have a black girl be in the misfits. And Christy Marks was like, ah. Oh, God. <laughs> and I've always found that um, bit of knowledge to be very interesting because, you know, it's it it's clearly like a, a very 80s thing, you know, because they have the holograms with their like multi with the diversity. And then, of course, when they add a new member to the group, she is also diverse in different ways. She's Latina. Um, and. And so, you know, it's clear that they were like, yes, we need to have diversity. We need to have like uh, a girl that, you know, all the little girls out there can identify with and, and whatever when it comes to the girls who are like our positive role models. But we can't have a negative character be black because then like the, the little black girls will think that like black girls are bad or they'll be like that black girl is awesome i'm gonna emulate her but she's evil <laughs> so we can't <laughs> it's, it's such it's such 80s thinking of right. of like how how race works um that you know because you could tell that they they meant well but also that's just some bullpucky that <laughs> they were yeah. like we can't have her be black she's one of the she's one of the mean girls <laughs> I, I so I, I like that their attempt at diversity with the misfits ends up being we'll make her British. 
right? With the like, with the worst Cockney <laughs> accent in the entire universe. It's amazing. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm actually going to say, for one, speaking of accents, they actually hired a real British person to do her voice. That's fine, but uh, is that her real accent? That's I mean, her real it- accent. Oh, really? As far as I know, I'm, I was reading the Wikipedia article. She is, uh, I think, Engel Humperdin- Humperdinck's daughter or cousin or something. Let me look that up here. All I know is that Isn't the that first the guy time... the Princess Bride? It's Louise Dorsey. Uh, she's the daughter of Engel, uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. She was one of the finalists auditioning for the role of Jetta after hearing, after hearing Luis's British voice over several Americans, uh, doing terrible Cockney accents. Christy Marks picked her because she liked her the best. Uh, all I know is that the first time I have, I show Gem in the Holograms to my British friends and I play for them episodes with Jetta. Whenever Jetta starts to speak, they look at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, okay, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't actually state whether or not, like, she, Luis is, she is British, but it doesn't state if, like, she actually has that Cockney accent. So, like, maybe she's from London and she's trying to do a Cockney accent, but she's not doing an accurate job of it. Either way, I'm sure it's probably better than the other people that auditioned that couldn't actually do it. Yeah, you know, that might be true. Because there's it, honestly nothing I, worse than, like, an American trying to do a terrible Cockney accent. That is also true. That is also very true. Freshen your tea, Governor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was a Simpson reference. Oh God. Well, there's there's lots of stuff going on in the video. I mean, it's just uh, just the missus playing live. But uh, you know, if you're gonna go to a, I would imagine if you're gonna go to a Misfits music uh, or a Misfits uh, concert, that uh, there's gonna be moshing and there're gonna be people running around breaking things. Yeah, I think it seems fair. Well, Pizzazz and Stormer are behind the idea of having Jetta as the new misfit, but Roxy doesn't want any part of it. Too bad for Roxy, though, because majority rules. There's one, there's one problem, though. Jetta doesn't have a work permit to legally work in the United States. But according to Pizzazz, her father's lawyers will take care of that. How? How? Are the lawyers going to do this? Could somebody please answer oh, come me? On. You could money, you, money. Yeah. You oh, think this will pay somebody off? Yeah. It look there. There are plenty of rich American men who have made sure. similar things happen. Okay. For whoever, for whatever reason, like that's almost the most realistic thing I'll I've seen. It. Actually, elsewhere, Aja hands out another batch of flyers to a local music store. There's a loud sound coming from the back room, and when Aja investigates, she finds Craig Phillips, a talented drummer who's only in town to visit his sister. Aja Aja asks if he's looking for work, but Craig brushes her off. I think he said something like, well, not if I can help it, which is a strange thing to say. But okay. He's a lazy layabout. I think he's just trying to impress her with how sure. cool and laid back he is. He's like, I don't work if I can help it, baby. Because he starts hitting on her. <laughs> oh, he does. Pretty, she pretty hard. She in the door. He's like, there's another lady with blue hair. Blue hair is such a turn on. Okay, but I saw him and I was like, is it Rio more muscular? Because his hair looked purple to me. And I was like, mm, why look, is pretty Rio? Blue. And then, no, it was later. I was like, oh, it's blue hair. But in those first shots, it looked very purple. Uh, I'd have to go back to compare it. But, you know, this show is, uh, it's not a new thing for them to screw up hair color. Huh. So, no I mean, we've seen that so many times with Kimber. Uh, and I think there's an issue with 
pizzazz's hair in one of the music videos as well so in this episode um but uh yeah that that would not surprise me at all but Asha tells him that the holograms are only looking for serious players. But when she walks away and Craig realizes which band she's from, he quickly changes his tune. Oh, now you're interested. Good mm-hmm. job, buddy. Carmen Alonso, a.k.a. Rhea, a shy but talented young woman, discovers that the holograms are in search for a new drummer. Her father suggests that she enters the contest. And at Starlight Music, we see Jem, Kimber, Aja, and Rio conducting auditions. There's Wait. a massive lineup outside the building, and everyone is already exhausted at the sheer amount of bad drummers they've been auditioning. Rhea is in line waiting to be auditioned, but after being overwhelmed by the amount of people all vying for the job, she gives up and goes home. Poor Rhea. So, <laughs> first of all, Rhea is going to make a great replacement for Shayna because she also has no self-confidence. But can we talk about how when her father, you know, is telling her, oh, you should audition, you should audition. She's like, I don't know if I should. And her mother's like, that's right, Carmen, because she refuses to call her by her nickname. That's right, Carmen. Don't go audition for that. Young ladies don't play the drum. And I was like, what the heck, mama? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And then Rhea's like, you know what, mom? That's such a patriarchal notion that young ladies can't. I think that I'm going to buck the patriarchy and I'm going to audition for this band. At least that's what I heard. I love how I love how supportive her father is. And I'm going to talk about this more in a minute. But I just loved that kind of like you can do whatever you want to do. And um you know, I, and then mom came and I was like, oh, so we're going to do kind of like the stereotype thing. That's nice. And then, you know, and then she went and did it anyway. So that was. <laughs> that I'm disappointed was that we didn't get any yelling in Spanish. I mean, maybe we might later. I don't know. I, I <laughs> Once she figures out, she's like, you went and auditioned. Young ladies don't play the drum. Mom, mom, you need to decolonize your mind, mom. Decolonize your mind, mom. Yeah, her father's very, very nice man. Very supportive of her, clearly. And we'll see more of that. There's more to come, I think. Foreshadowing. Well, we cut to Liz Stratton, who is reviewing Shayna's latest fashion designs. It turns out Liz is extremely difficult to work with, as she not only rejects all of her work, but demands her to redo it all by the next day. Anthony walks in and expresses his powerlessness, because Liz is the producer and calls the shots. This is just ridiculously unreasonable of her. I mean, it looked like, I didn't count them, but it looked like she had a lot of different outfits. Like, how the hell is she going to do that by the following day? That makes no sense. This is why the last designer escaped out the window. Yeah. I'm starting to see why. She tied some sheets together. She found a window with a trellis under it, and she got the heck out. Rhea gets a pep talk from her dad and says she must believe in herself. He grabs her and they rush off to the auditions to see if there's still a chance to get in. When they arrive, there's a sign being posted on the front doors of Starlight Music that auditions have ended for the day. Rhea is dismayed and said and says there's no chance now, but her father doesn't give up. Her father takes some of the flowers from his delivery truck and makes up an excuse that he has a special delivery for Gem and the Holograms. What better way to sneak in and ask for a chance to addition i love how creative he is he's just like I, we're not taking no for an answer 
Mm-hmm. Like you must exhaust all of your options before you give up. It's a very can-do attitude. It's yeah. awesome. I love that. But you know, actually, it, it just—I just realized. First of all, that is awesome, but it totally is in line with his character, but because he's clearly self-employed and has his own business and that's totally an entrepreneur attitude like you would never yeah, survive as, <laughs> yeah you would never yeah. survive as an entrepreneur if you just gave up that easily well anything too he's just you know he's a dad trying to help his daughter do what she wants to do and um you know i've seen some some persistent parents do some things that um are kind of in line with that too just you know like I'm going to do what I can, and I think that's super cool. Jem tells Rhea's father th- that they'll have to come back tomorrow, but when he tells her that Rhea is shy and that he'll never get her to come back again, Jem decides to give her a chance to audition. We cut to a Jem and the Holograms music video called Believe in Yourself, so they're just jamming to this song. And what did the two of you think of the song and the video? I love it. I really do. Um, I like the Misfit song better, but... I, I love the music video for this one and how it kind of shows Rhea's past showing her like as a little kid playing with the drums and the kids like running away and making fun of her and her dad like always supporting her and I just I like that bit of backstory yeah it, it's a it's also really just I love this song like how and it's very drum focused even though I, I did note starkly that that is a drum machine that is playing but whatever um <laughs> The, the the very drum focusedness of that song is what makes it this is also one of my favorites basically all the songs in this episode are, are like among my my uh favorite uh yeah, songs of the good. show well it might not be yeah. a drum machine but i mean to be fair like the way Those they animated it machine. like the she's actually playing an electronic drum set very clearly well yeah in that scene so which is actually drum. not entirely unpopular like in the 80s a lot of people use those that's true so, that's yeah true. But yeah. but yeah, it's just, it's such a great video. And I agree with Aline, like all this stuff about, you know, her past and, and showing how her father always encouraged her. It, it just, it, it's really cool. Cause like, it just goes so well with, I just love also Rhea's dad and how he's just like, it's my daughter and he's championing her. And, you know, I don't know why she's so shy. I mean, maybe she's just like naturally shy. Maybe like all the time that her father was like, yeah, go. Her mother was like, stop that. Put on a dress and be a nice young lady. <laughs> Who knows what what the heck is going on? But I love that her father supports her so much. Yeah. After an impressive audition where Gem and the Holograms jump in and jam with her, it's clear that they have some chemistry together. Rhea is invited to the semifinals, but when they leave, her father realizes he left his flowers behind. When Rhea goes back to get the flowers, she eavesdrops on the conversation and ends up discovering Jem's true identity. If this wasn't oh, an no. indication that she was going to win this contest, I don't even know what is. Like, right? all the, everybody has been trying to find out this woman's identity for goodness knows how long. Eric Raymond's been lurking in bushes. Pizzazz has been lurking in bushes. Rhea... Five minutes after meeting these women knows this secret. I just think that's hilarious. The following day, Craig Phillips shows up to audition for the job at Starlight Music. And I just thought this was, in terms of the pacing, it, we get another music video, like, right away, which seemed yeah. really like, whoa, okay, this is sudden. But anyways, oh, we cut to there another... There was a commercial break. Yeah. We cut to a video called I Got My Eye On You. Now, of course, many of you will... Uh, well, remember, this is a song we've heard before in a previous episode, so um, 
I don't know if it's because they just didn't, they couldn't come up, didn't have the time to write a new song. Uh, my sense is that they're they're just jamming. This is because this is an audition. It's like, well, we'll just play one of our hits and see if this guy can actually keep up with us. Well, that and they they reuse songs a lot on the show. <laughs> it's like, well, we're in the second season now. Is this this isn't even the first time they've reused a song, is it? No. Yeah. So you know, this this is just going to be par for the course. We're, pretty soon, we're going to get into episodes. Where we're like, were any of those songs originals? Are they all from previous episodes? I like this version better, though, and, you know, I can't even tell you how it is, but I can tell just from listening which episode this, the version of the song is from, and I prefer some versions over others, and I definitely prefer this version over the first time we hear this song, possibly because even in my eight-year-old mind, I was like, ugh, Rio is the worst, and Rio's all over that other version because it's about him. Um, but this version is not about that. And it's so adorable how Aja and Craig are just flirting it up through this entire yeah. video. It's so cute. And they even, the thing I noticed is I think this is the first time they've really done something different with her hair. Um, like it's in yeah, a ponytail, a ponytail and, uh, you know, like, I don't know. It was. I, I like that there's some focus on Aja. Um, that's what not it, weird. That's not weird yet. One of the things, although I've always loved about Aja, and I kind of wish that they that they did do this more between her and the drummer, but Aja is often the one who's like dancing around with Jem as they perform. And it's partially because, you know, she's the one with the guitar. She's the only one who's mobile because everybody else is like trapped behind their instrument. But, but it's, it's always more fun when Aja and Jem dance together and like play off of each other and stuff. So it was nice to see her doing that with like somebody who's behind the drums too. Um, yeah. She's got some moves, Aja. Gem and the Holograms have chosen eight semi-finalists. The band decide to put a private party together to get to know each of the individuals since personal chemistry is as important as talent in a musical group. Unfortunately, the party is rudely interrupted by one of the semi-finalists when she harasses Rhea and berates her abilities. The Holograms witness this and kick her out, but not before the damage is done and Rhea is brought to tears. Jem consoles Rhea and tells her not to listen to any spiteful comments since she wouldn't be there if she didn't have a real chance. And I like how Jem says, we want talent, not conceit. So how did that woman even make it to the semifinals? Because that woman literally looked she, like a misfit. Yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> she totally belongs in the misfits. Like, they should have weeded her out very clearly. Yeah, and the misfits, they need a drummer. Don't none of them drum. You never see the drummer in the Misfits. There's always a drum back there in the in the sound, but you never see a drummer, do you? It's just two girls playing guitar yeah, programmed. and a keytar. The Misfits hold a press event to announce the newest member of the band, Jetta. One of the reporters makes a mistake by asking if she's so famous, then why hasn't he heard of her? Jetta retaliates and tells the reporter that he clearly has been living under a rock and calls him a yank. <laughs> wow. I, I love Jetta. She totally belongs in this band. somebody a yank. And, and how she always says that she is tied in with the royals and she knows the, the queen and the prince of Wales and stuff. And I just, I love it. I, I'm so happy that we have Jetta in our lives now. The holograms hold their own press conference to announce the latest round of semifinalists. 
And they are Craig Phillips and Rayo Alonzo. Big surprise. It is, but you know, I, there's, there was literally, there's, there's literally no tension actually as to whether or not Craig or Rhea are going to get this. And like, not no. only does Rhea already know the secret, but really, were they ever really going to let a dude be no. in the hologram? In fact, that was my first, when, when I saw the line outside, well, actually when Craig is like, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this. I was like, no, no, you're, you're the wrong demographic to be in Jim and the holograms. Not enough pink. Not enough pink. Not, not in his wardrobe. Mm -mm. Well, Shana could take care of that. Oh my God. I just thought of something awesome. He should, Shana should make Craig a one piece jumpsuit that is like sparkly pink. Yes. Then he can join the holograms. Then he can join. Acceptable way. Now I'm picturing Elvis joining the holograms. Yeah, I was actually Elvis just thinking some, something well. like uh, like what Elvis wore in his, uh, his later Vegas years. At Misfits Music, Pizzazz is reading the latest issue of Pop Scene magazine, but she isn't happy when the announcement about the Misfits' newest member is placed right next to an advertisement for underwear. Oh, no. What kind of underwear, though? Is it lacy underwear? That's a good question. Is it Golden Girls underwear, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. Alex does not want to speculate about the underwear, obviously. <laughs> no. Moving on. <laughs> Craig Phillips and Jenna Alonzo adorn the cover of the magazine, and Stormer looks shocked as if she recognizes Craig. Stormer runs off, and Eric plans on trying to bring Rhea to Misfits Music. In exchange for a record contract deal, he asks her to find out who Jem's real identity is. What a way oh, okay. to end this episode. So, but uh, Eric, we skipped here's the sushi part. We did skipped I? the sushi part. <laughs> yes, you did. Because, because well, Eric I knew they were, I know they're in the restaurant sushi. here, but yes, they, they went out for sushi, um, to, to have this conversation. But have you noticed how Eric is actually kind of competent in this episode? Like way more competent than he's been. Cause you know, like when, when Jem first announces that they're, they're looking for a new drummer and I was like, ah, oh, this is terrible. What are we going to do? Eric actually has a good idea. He's like, we'll get a new member. And then that will upstage Jem. I mean, it doesn't work out for them, but the idea was actually a, a solid one. And then his next idea is to, to, you know, go after Rhea. And then what he does is that he, I don't know. I feel like it, did, did somebody give him some information on Rhea or something? I don't know, because he goes right for her insecurities. He says to her that, you know, even though Jim is having this, you know, concert and blah, 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 on and on, that they're going to hire a seasoned pro. And so Craig is going to get it. And that was exactly Rhea's fear the entire time. We have seen it over and over again. You know, she is, you know, isn't good enough. She isn't a pro. She's just an amateur in her garage. And I, how did Eric know? Eric must be a better reader of people than we have ever given him credit for at any time. I don't think he could have known. I I mean, there's there's very little that we actually see when the two of them are having dinner. So maybe there's another part of this conversation at dinner where he sort of sussed out her like personality. He's like, oh, she seems like an insecure person. So maybe this is how I'm going to approach this situation. Yeah, so yeah, it been, which, it's, it's, or he got it's lucky. Really I mean, effective. yeah, it's just it's so effective. Eric is being really effective in this episode. I don't know what what's happened uh, to Eric in between episode twenty six and twenty seven when the last episode he ran out of money. So <laughs> he did. He did. I mean, he like pulled his pockets inside out and they're like butterflies. Like so, yeah. so maybe he, 
I don't know. Some nefarious uh, Raymond crime family deal has brought him some some good fortune because he actually says to Rhea, basically, I'll give you anything you want. You you name it. You name it. I'm mostly just confused and sad because it's so foreign. <laughs> it is foreign. Well, yeah. I, the other thing is, though, even with all this, he's still trying to work this tired line of find out Jim's real identity. Haven't we worked this to death, guys? Come on. Are we still just trying to get Jim's identity? How is this a lucrative but, thing? Okay, let, let's talk. We can talk about this for, for a second here, but let's play play this out. How? What would happen if Jim's real identity was unveiled? A, would it come... I, I'm just thinking out loud here, but would it come as a shock to most people? And B, would this be detrimental to the band at all? They're the same people, they're the same musicians. I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, what would the Misfits get out of that by knowing the identity? It's not like, it's not like, yeah, it's, this know. isn't like a Millie Vanilli situation where, like, Jem <laughs> isn't, can't actually sing. And, like, you know, they expose her for being a fraud. Like, like she has all the talent. Okay, so she had, she wasn't being forthcoming about who her her real name was. But, I mean, so what? Yeah, I, I go ahead. Well, I, I, it feels a little bit like... It's a leftover artifact of the the whole idea that this is sort of like the the superhero secret identity thing, but for girls. Um, because, you know, if you're a superhero and people find out your real identity, that is bad. You know, as we have seen many times in many a superhero thing, they know who you really are. They go after your family. They go after your friends like real people get hurt. This is why superheroes wear masks or put on glasses, as the case may be. But you're right. Like, it doesn't make any sense in this context Really, but like the the entire thing of like Jerrica pretending to be Jem and not telling anybody, including her boyfriend, but only her other sisters, also doesn't make sense. So you know, I just realized that th- this would never work. This whole thing with Jem's secret identity would never work in 2015 because, like, one of the Misfits members would just dox Jem, yeah, and get all of her information <laughs> and expose <laughs> and release it on 4chan or something. I think too, maybe part of it is that they don't know, right? How how do you know who or what you might get from her until you know? Does that make yeah. sense? You yeah. you just what what if what if it's a former convict or something? You've got all these girls who are like really excited, and it's someone who was like I don't know in prison for selling drugs or something. I don't know. Like they don't know what they might dig up on her. And also, yeah. Yeah. I kind of think they're nosy and they just want to know that too. Yes, there's that aspect, but I. The the way they the the way this comes across to me, especially with Eric and 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 the Misfits, is that it, is that like they're eager to know not only for the sake of knowing because they want to see if she's hiding something that maybe they can just sort of exploit, but that like that there's like an, another reason like maybe they're hoping that when they find out her real identity that somehow they're going to you know they're going to turn their own fans against them maybe i don't know if that's what they're thinking but it seems unlikely that like that would happen but honestly that's giving them too much credit like they don't think ahead they very clearly have demonstrated that they lack the ability to think ahead um this is so yeah like i don't know i just i think it's just kind of like they want to know and that's that's it. I do have to say it's really refreshing that this isn't um, this episode and the last episode, which unfortunately I didn't get to talk about. It isn't about the misfits trying to kill Jim and the holograms. And it's like, 
oh, this is kind of nice. Like, right? It's just they're going back to fighting with music. Right. <laughs> I no, like it. No garbage scow accident. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, we'll have to see what happens in part two. That's right, because we end. He's like, who is Jem? And Ray's like, oh, I could tell you because I know. But she doesn't say that loud, but her face says it. Will Eric Raymond find the answer to the question that he has always wanted to have? No. Will Rhea spill the beans? Will Will Rhea win the semifinalist drum contest against Craig? Will Aja give Craig her own private audition? Oh. If Rhea joins the group, will Jem have to change her hair color because their pinks are too close in shade? Is all of Craig's hair blue? <laughs> Tune in next week. Does the carpet match the drapes? Okay, 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 okay. So we're watching this episode and Justin literally said, Kimber's hair literally matches the carpet. And I was like, <laughs> what are you saying? Like, I don't even know <laughs> what day, is happening right now. One day we have to have a real talk conversation about these hair colors because, you know, at first it's just like, oh, well, you know, they have all these crazy hair colors because it's the 80s and they're like record people and, and whatever. But then, you know, we get to we get to stuff like this. We will have to talk about it, particularly in the context of the episode where we learn about how how Jerrica and Kimber's mother died, which is coming up like I think in the third season or something like that. But but yeah, we have to talk about these hair colors at some point. Well, that is it for this week. If you would like to follow Aline uh, and her awesome work. Uh, you can do that. And actually, I would highly suggest subscribing to her podcast, Less Than or Equal, which, by the way, congratulations, Aline. I understand that uh, your podcast has moved to the Relay FM network. It has as of uh, November yeah. 30th when we are recording this episode. Yeah. So you can find the show at relay.fm slash LTOE or in your favorite podcast app. Great. And you're on Twitter at Aline. And is there anything else that you want to plug? No, I think that's it. Okay. And it's been uh, a big week. <laughs> and K Tempest Bradford, you are Tiny Tempest, I believe, on Twitter. So everyone should go follow her. And, yep. uh, and Jim Rewatch. Yeah. And links to all of your, uh, your social stuff is, uh, on your website. By the way, I know you own the, the, your, your own domain name, the ktempestbradford.com. But uh, I noticed on your Twitter profile, it goes to the Fluid Artist website. The, those are one and the same websites, right? They are. Like, basically, ktempestbradford.com is a redirect. I One day, I'm going to let go of having my my website be a subdomain of fluidartist.com. A long time ago, way back in the midst of time, I had this idea that I was going to to have like a domain where all sorts of people who like were sort of interstitial artists, even though I didn't have that word for it back then, interstitial. Um, interstitial artists are like artists who were like had a fluid sexuality or a fluid identity would all like come and like be part of the, the fluidartist.com network, but it's, <laughs> I, I made it look as though there are like a good seven different people under fluidartist.com, but literally all those people are me. And so, 
so one so it's like an artifact of an, an older time so maybe one day i will go ahead and just like you know switch over all of my urls to ktepisbradford.com we'll see but you should join me on Twitter for the Gem Rewatch, which happens um, most Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it won't happen probably the Wednesday after this airs because I will be um, traveling. But you should go hashtag Gem Rewatch. They're amazing. It's so much fun. Hey, Alex, do you have a web presence at all? At all? I do. Uh, if you want to find my writing, uh, which is not all that frequent these days, because I seem to be podcasting more than writing, but I it is, <laughs> it's at zero distraction dot com. I am, uh, at zero distraction on Twitter to keep things very simple and consistent. And as far as this show is concerned, you can find it on our new podcast network at hologramradio.org forward slash gemcast. And of course, if you'd like to show your support for the show, you can donate to us. There's a donation uh, page on there. And uh, we just set up a sponsors page as well. Uh, you can uh, click on one of the uh, affiliate links there for uh, Amazon. There are links to Amazon US, Canada, and UK. And it's the exact same shopping experience that you know and love, except that any purchases you make means that a small portion of that goes back to us. And we distribute uh, we distribute those uh, those commissions evenly to, to everybody. Uh, and, uh, if you'd like to take a moment, please do give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, we would sincerely appreciate that. Uh, looks like we, the last one we've had was about 13 days ago, I think. Uh, and it was a, it was a very, very kind review, which is awesome, but we always welcome more. So please do that. It helps other fans of gem find our podcast. And of course, if you know anyone that's a fan of the show and grew up with it, let them know that a podcast has been made exactly for them. Yep. And also, I, I'm, the offer is still out there. If we get, you know, up to 10 new uh, ratings, then I will I will sing me some Ashley and the Starlight songs. You, I can I sing still want to hear this. I want Ashley this to happen. Yes. Yeah. Also, Let's make it happen, um, people. Make it happen. But just a shout out to the last person who left a rating. Thank you for your love for the Raymond Crime family headcanon that I've created. <laughs> I, it makes it all worth it, let me just say. Yeah, actually, it's let my me. Favorite. I, I just want to say this because uh, I think I mentioned this on Twitter, but I just want to, uh, I just want to, you know, say this for the record on the actual podcast. For any review that we receive, we will give you a personal shout out on the show. So, uh, the last, uh, person that reviewed our show 13 days ago, uh, was by, and I'm just going to read the name here. It's the handle is the guy on the left. The guy on the left from the United States of America, whoever that is. Thank you very Ooh. much. And actually, I'll, I'm going to read his uh, review because it was so nice. He said, subject line, thoughtful commentary on an 80s cartoon. And he said, for an old school gem fan, this show is a good listen. I like how the hosts uh, discuss each episode of Gem with adult sensibilities. Where did Eric Raymond get all of that money? The Eric Raymond crime family is the only logical answer. That and other interesting observations that escaped us when we were all kids is what keeps me listening to this show. Thank to this you quality so much. show, actually. Yeah. 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 Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And until next week, show's over, Synergy. <laughs>